Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to show 24 of Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology podcast. My name's Carl, and with me, as ever, is our resident technologist, Pete. Hi there. Frequency Cast offers you a tantalising take on technology and is driven by feedback from our listeners via frequencycast.co.uk. In this show, here's what we'll be taking a look at. The future of DAB digital radio. New devices for internet radio listeners. A look at a new device for archiving your videos. Audience research and your text messages tell us who's listening. Plus your questions on Sirius Link, HDMI and Freeview Reception. But first, here's Pete with the news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. Time for a roundup of the news here on Frequency Cast. And the big story of the month has been about DAB Digital Radio, with two national DAB stations due to fall silent. More on this, plus your comment, later in the show. DVD News. It's official, the HD wars are now over. And the winner is... Blu-ray. In February, Toshiba announced that HD DVD is finally dead. Here's a quote from their news release. This was a very difficult decision to make. But when we thought about the trouble we would cause consumers and our partners, we decided it was not right for us to keep going with such a small presence. So, if you've got an HD DVD player, don't worry, it will be supported for a while, but now you've got yourself the HD equivalent of Betamax. Players for the winning HD format, Blu-ray, cost from around about £250. And now, a few quick news bites. After the demise of the controversial ITV Play gaming service, ITV's announced they're developing Bingo Night Live to run from midnight on ITV. The BBC iPlayer is due to be updated soon to support the Apple iTouch and iPhone. TVCatchUp.com, a site offering online recording and sharing of UK TV shows, has been shut down. UK broadcasters weren't happy about their content being distributed in this way, so TV Catchup's internet provider pulled the plug. Good news for those that like US TV shows, the WGA writer's strike happening in America is now finally over, so we'll start seeing US TV shows back in production soon. Not much to report in the Freeview world at the moment, other than that we can expect to see a new radio channel coming later this year. Closer, owned by Bauer Radio, will be celebrity-oriented, based on the weekly magazine. A quick bit of console news, Wii Fit, the exercise game for Nintendo's Wii, is due out on the 25th of April. Also in April, we'll see Mario Kart for the Wii with a wireless Wii wheel. Nice. Also, Freeview is coming to the PlayStation 3 games console, thanks to a little box called Play TV that plugs in via USB to show free-to-air telly. Next, podcast listening. Rajar, the firm that looks after UK radio audience figures, has released the results of their first survey into podcast listening. The highlights? 1.8 million people in the UK listen to one or more podcasts a week. The average podcast listener subscribes to three podcasts, and 80% of listeners listen at home. 66% get their casts from iTunes, and peak listening for podcasts is 7pm till midnight. So we'd like to wish you all a good evening. Talking of audience research, of the first 1,000 people to vote in our online switchover poll, 39% said they're not yet ready for the switch. With the border TV region due to switch at the end of this year, it looks like the government's got its work cut out. If you know someone that needs help and advice with the digital switch, point them at our 20-minute unofficial guide, which you can find on our website. And finally, first Star Trek, then Battlestar Galactica, now Knight Rider. 
In February, a next-generation version of Knight Rider took to the air in the US. An impressive 10 million viewers tuned in, but the critics were scathing. Set 25 years on from the last adventures, Val Kilner is now the voice of Kit, the Knight Industries 3000. Kit's a Ford Mustang with two swooshy lights and is equipped with self-regeneration and nano-enhanced camouflage. Whatever next. Here in the Frequency Cast office, we're pinning our hopes on a 21st century British remake, Rent-A-Ghost, the next generation. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, for more on these news stories, take a look at today's show notes at www.frequencycast.co.uk. If you're a new listener to the show, don't forget to subscribe to get new show email alerts or add our show feed to iTunes. Frequency Cast, now loading. Focus. Okay, so now it's time for Focus, and it's a rather serious day today on Focus, isn't it, Peter? It is. No squirrels, no badgers, no digital audio broadcasting. Yes, today we are talking about DAB. Our listeners have voted on the website. 25% have asked us to talk about DAB, and a very, very opportune moment it is because there's been a lot of DAB news. The death of DAB, possibly video, did kill the radio star. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, we sent out a little update to our lovely listeners uh, a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Well, I did. I don't know what you were doing. (laughs) To talk about the sad news of DAB. It's not completely fatal, but there has been some news. The major news is that... My armpit stinks. (laughs) The operator GCAT, who run the national... Yes, the major news that broke in the first couple of weeks of February 2008 is that GCAP Media, one of the largest players in the radio industry, have decided pretty much to back out of DAB and they're shutting the jazz and Planet Rock. Poor Africa Bambata. He did a song called Planet Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for joining the dots there. So that does leave a little bit of a gap in national radio. We also had uh, two other stations which were... Core. Correct, Carl. Yes, core and one word. They departed in January, leaving us with not that many national commercial dab stations left. So what we have left now on the commercial network are Virgin Radio, Capital Life, although the future of that station isn't clear, Classic FM, and Talk Sport, as well as Birdsong and BFBS. So not that... That's not BSBS, is it? BFBS, British Forces Broadcasting. We have still got the BBC stations on DAB, so that's Radio 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5 Live, 5 Live Sports Extra, 6, 7, BBC One Extra, BBC Asian Network and BBC World Service. So the BBC aren't really represented very well. And of course we have some more stations coming up later this year. Do you know who they're from? Trains. Train stations. No, not train stations. Radio stations. Oh, radio stations. We have Channel 4. They're launching up to 10 dab stations. No, 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 no. That's telly. Television. Channel 4 Radio are launching 10 radio stations. I ah, see if you're not going to be specific. I'm not going to know, am I? Of course, as well as the national stations, there's lots of local uh, DAB stations out there, BBC and commercial stations. If you're new to dab, go to a postcode checker. We'll add a link to one of those to our show notes and see what's available in your area. But, of course, the sad news is the demise of a lot of those national stations. Um, Why are they shutting down again? Basically, GCAP are shutting down the national DAB stations because they say DAB is not an economically viable platform for the company. Platforms? Back to trains again. So what has Brian got to say about DAB? Brian? Where, the, where is Brian? What have you done with him? He's a blooming brain in a jar. He can't move. He hasn't got any legs. Carry on. And of course, we've seen some other sad bits and pieces about uh, DAB. We saw the uh, departure of BT Movio. Remember that? Oh, yes. 
That was the Lobster Phone. They were broadcasting TV over Dab Radio. That finished last year. I remember it well, yes. What a waste of money my phone was. And the thing we're going to get a slightly techie on here is Dab Quality. Now, I know you like your KBPS, don't you? There's a bag of nuts, isn't there? <laughs> KPBS. You can see why they call us cheesy, can't you? Now, one of the things when DAB came out in 2002 was the belief that DAB would be better quality than FM. But in actual fact, it's worse. That's ridiculous behaviour. And that's all because of the KBPS. Which is the compression ratio. Let me get all techie with you. DAB at the moment is using something called the MP2 codec. And to make it sound really good, it really needs 192 KBPS. But most of the DAB stations out there are using 128 KBPS. So actually, many people are saying it's worse than FM. Sadly, though, because they're trying to squeeze so many stations, a lot of the stations are really, really scaling down their KBPS, their bitrate. So BBC Seven, for instance, which is one of my favourites, the comedy station, they're running at 80 KBS in mono. There's no stereo fun in that, is there? And even the World Service, they're running at 64. So that's pretty low, especially compared with FM broadcasting. Those of you that don't understand KBPS, this show is brought to you in 128 kbps stereo so we're better quality than some of the national bbc radio stations and bbc radio 7 on dab i learn so much when i talk to you <laughs> i talk in stereo did i tell you that i've got two mouths oh go on give us a demo hello, hello. <laughs> so what's going to happen about this quality business then well they need to upgrade it don't they if they want to keep up with us well funnily enough that's what they're doing that's where dab plus comes into being being what <laughs> DAB Plus uses something called AAC, which is a much more efficient codec, and you can get much higher quality and squeeze in more stations. DAB Plus is already uh, live in Italy, and it's being adopted by Australia, Switzerland, Canada, the Czech Republic, Yeshkovivoci, and New Zealand. So we are going to get a new DAB format, and this is where it gets interesting, because at some point all the existing DAB radios will be phased out in favour of DAB Plus. So everyone that's gone out and bought a nice DAB radio is going to potentially have to go out and buy a new one. That's pure frustration, isn't it? Yes, it is frustrating for us with our pure dab digital radio that we've got here. So when is this all going to be phased out then? Is this along with the digital switch over? No, the digital switch is happening by 2012. Nothing to do with digital radio. They haven't actually set a definite date for when dab will be phased out in favour of dab plus. The current belief is it's probably going to be somewhere around 2010, but not until there are some more DAB Plus radios out there. So tell me, can people take that their pure radios now and get a DAB Plus one? Nope. They're not going to be very happy, are they? No, they're not. There are some new DAB Plus radios coming out. Already we've got the Pure Siesta, the Pure Kronos 2, the Pure Highway, the one that goes in your car that we talked about recently, uh, and the Revo Blick, which is one of our favourites. So sadly, many of the DAB radios that we've talked about in the past are going to be obsolete, but not quite for a few years yet. And also there's the chance that DAB Plus will probably be coexisting with existing DAB stations for a little while yet. Well, there's hope still. Indeed. I want to give a very quick mention uh, for those of you that do want a DAB radio, even if you are willing maybe to replace it in a few years, a few models to mention. The cheapest DAB radio we've found out there is the Alba TRDAB2810, which is available really, really cheaply. Uh, You were talking earlier about recording DAB. You wanted to talk about one particular model that you liked? Yes, that's the one that looks like a little bug with the doobly bell. Yes, indeed. That's the Bug 2. That does let you record onto an SD card, and it has a program guide. 55 quid from John Lewis. Also worth mentioning uh, the Revo Pico Plus, which is rather good. You can record onto it and copy your recordings onto a PC. And a little PC dongle, 30... So that's a DAB dongle for your computer, yeah? So you can tune your computer into DAB. 
and that's around 30 quid, right? There's no use nodding, this is radio. Then there's a nice little thing called the Roberts Robbie, which plugs into your iPod and gives you DA. The Roberts what? Roberts Robbie, R-O-B-I. All right. And back in show 19, we mentioned the Cowon iAudio D2, your favourite, the little TV one. Oh, yeah, we like that one, yeah. When are you getting me one of those? Uh, 2012. <laughs> Brilliant timing. <laughs> so that's a little about DAB and DAB+. Plus. What about, though, the future of digital radio in the UK? Well, the BBC and Channel 4 were really, really quick to leap in after this GCAP announcement, and they had the following to say. The BBC has been at the forefront of digital radio for more than 10 years and remains fully committed to DAB and the other digital delivery platforms. There's an exciting future for radio. It's central to the lives of huge numbers of people that listen each week. It's important not to confuse GCAP's current strategy with the success or failure of DAB. DAB is a success story. Two million sets were sold in 2007, and it's part of the digital future for radio. More than 22% of UK adults now claim to have DAB in their home, and it makes up 10% of all radio listening. So actually, the BBC and Channel 4 are pretty upbeat about the future of DAB. So maybe this is all wrong. There have been a couple of discussions recently about the fact that this could be the rebirth of DAB, in the same way that when On Digital and ITV Digital finished and we moved on to Freeview, which was bigger and better, maybe the future is still bright for DAB and things could turn around. Okay. The other school of thought, though, is maybe if DAB does go down the drain, we move towards internet radio. And let's spend a few minutes chatting about net radio. Didn't we do this back in show 19? Yeah, actually show 15, we talked about... Yeah, but check show 19, it might have been on that one as well. (laughs) Anything's possible with our shows. Uh, Show 15, we talked about listening to radio over broadband so we talked about in fact whilst you though just go from 15 through to 19 we talked about software that you can listen to radio stations with and also little radios that you can hook up to your wireless so you can listen around the house i remember those i would like to show you two new wireless internet radios that are worth a look have a look at that one first of all well that's a rather sleek looking device isn't it it's like a um i don't know it's kind of like a letter s isn't it or something i don't know but it, it looks very funky it looks like a retro but modern retro it's like not retro because it's futuristic who knows it's futuristic retro we could get confused about this for hours can we alternatively we could just move on just just wipe the rabid froth from your mouth and let's carry on what you're looking at is a picture of the intempo daisy this is due out in april 2008 you get 20 hours of rechargeable batteries this is a little portable handheld fit it in your pocket wireless radio which is quite nice looking should be out in april rather nice the other one is this thing here that looks like one of your bedside clock radios isn't it really this is the blick the revo blick radio station um this is actually very white it's also available in black this is actually one of my favorite radios and to be honest if you're not sure about the future of radio this is probably the one to go for this is from the uk firm revo They launched this a few months back, and this is a combined DAB and FM and internet radio, and it also supports the new DAB Plus standard. So that covers all bases, does it? Yeah, that's pretty much going to cover current radio and the future radio. This is shaped like a brick. Uh, It uh, gets over 9,000 radio stations over the internet, and you can do streaming music from your PC and podcasting and stuff. The Revo Blick radio station, about 150 quid, See our show notes, that is pretty much the safest future-proof bet that you can get. And it doesn't look too bad either. Right then, Pete, um, 
we did a little update, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we asked everyone to text in and tell us what their thoughts on DAB were. Uh, what have you got for us? Indeed we did, and we had quite a few text messages. Um, first off, Andy from Harold Wood said he's sad to hear of the station departures, but as he's a Virgin and BBC listener, he's not going to be affected. An anonymous texter says, I would hate to lose DAB. I bought my first tiny Ministry of Sound five years ago for a daily jog and have been a fan ever since. Now I have four at home, and one will be delivered with my new car. We had a message from Keith Curtis in our forum saying, Planet Rock is the reason I bought a dab radio in my office, photo studio and bedroom. I listen to it all the time and this will be a huge blow. I bought a small personal dab with the idea of listening to Planet Rock while I was driving. But to be honest, the signal is so diabolical I could drive 20 miles without as much as a whisper. You had to go through hoops and get everything just right to stop the signal breaking up, if you were lucky. And Chris from London says, Dab is not dead. But there's no way big radio groups can make money from it. Interesting. It'll never take off until FM gets the switch-off date. And a couple of messages about the departure of One Word. Uh, This is from a forum. Uh, Brownie White says, I had no idea One Word was off-air until I tuned in to that rather unnerving bird song. It really feels like a personal loss. There is so little choice for anyone that wants something quieter, more thought-provoking and of high quality. One Word was balm to the ears, and I found myself listening to it more and more. In fact, it was the chief reason I bought my digital radio. She goes on to say anyone that's ever been to America and tried to find anything on their radio and TV to watch probably knows where we're heading. And last but not least, DM ads. That's Danger Mouse, of course. I'm saddened that a quality station like One Word is allowed to shut down. Just one more example of the dubbing down of our broadcasting services. One Word was a godsend, along with BBC7. I'm sure that the partially sighted will certainly miss one word. Shame on you, UBC. A couple of other messages. Paul Stoneman tells us he only listens to the BBC stations, including Six Music and Five Live, and thinks that Auntie Beeb has it sewn up. Something echoed by Neil Fulger, who says, I can now receive Radio 4 in the morning, thanks to Dab, without interference from the various chavs that have set up pirate radio stations here in south-east London. As long as the BBC don't pull out of Dab, I'll be happy. Thanks also to Paul Harmon. He says he thinks Dab will survive and adds that the majority of radio listeners have been brainwashed into thinking that there's only the BBC, and as the BBC has enough listenership on DAB, it'll justify continuation. He says GCAP has a history of shooting themselves in the foot. When closing down the storm, the natural migration of listeners was not to XFM, but instead to the Arrow. Let's hope that the current spate of clearing bandwidth will result in some stations migrating to 192k joint stereo, so at least some good will come out of it. So wrapping up our feature on digital radio, the future is a little uncertain. BBC and Channel 4 really, really keen to stress that the future is bright, but you have to wonder if they can't fill the existing stations and Channel 4 are blagging for another 10 to add to their list. What is the future of DAB going to be? And is it really worth having another 10 national commercial stations that can't make any money? We shall see. Okay, so that's DAB. Uh, Now, what's that? That is a picture of a thing. Brilliant. And that's the end of this section. (laughs) Let me explain what this is. Yeah, this is something that Louise Bowe suggested we talk about. This is the Neuros OSD. How would you describe that from that picture? Um, Does it actually stand like that? It can stand up straight or lie flat. It's, uh, goes, it's on top of a set-top box. Oh, right. Um, well, how would I describe it? It looks, to me at the moment, it looks a little bit like a, a dressing table mirror, you know, with its own stand. Yeah, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so it's about the size of a set-top box. It can sit horizontally or vertically on its little stand, as we see there. Basically, what this is, you connect this to a DVD or to a video player or a camcorder or a set-top box either via RCA phonos or S-video. 
And what it would do is record your video onto an external hard disk, like our little MacStore external hard disk there. So basically, you can use it to rip off your DVDs and your videos onto a digital format. Right. That's quite good. And can you then record onto a DVD? Yep. So you then connect it to your home network. It's got an Ethernet port, so you can hook it into your home network or plug it into a PC via USB and get the audio off again. It actually works the other way as well. So if you've got video on a format on your PC, you can connect it into this and then watch it back on your telly. So it's a handy little way of watching videos. It supports a whole stack of formats uh, and it also acts as a PVR. So you can record your telly on it and play the thing back. Fantastic. That's not bad, actually, is it? So it's basically a hard drive. No, it is not a hard drive. It connects to a hard drive. So it's basically a video converter, records video into a number of different formats, plays back video into a number of different formats. But rather than actually having a built-in hard disk, you either plug in memory cards or you plug in an external USB or you plug it into a network or you plug it into a PC. So ultimate flexibility. Not bad. Very good. Picture on the website? Yeah, picture on the website. Cuddly toy? Electric toaster. Wine glasses. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Okay, it's interaction time, and in our last show, we asked you to text us in with some information like your name, where you're listening to us, and what you thought of the show. And in our update, we actually ran through a few of those, and we've got a few more, I do believe. Uh, Look at that bag of swag worth of texts. (laughs) Indeed, we did. Read out a few of those, a little summary there. Uh, We got Mark in Wickford, been listening since show 10. Dave listening on a Blackberry near Didcot. Colin on a train in Liverpool who loves squirrels. Hi to Chris Gillett, to Dan in Middlesbrough, to Chris Harold and Rob, who are both from Felixstowe, and to Mr. Catchatorian Oss. Lovely name. Rich Griffin, listening via his squeeze box in Walton-on-Thames. Luke from Nottingham, trucking away, and Chris. Also from Richard Curtis, Paul Stoneman, Marcin in Leicester, James, who likes our female voiceover, Helen in Crewe, and Mark from Southampton. And also, we've got one from a, a guy that's proved a point that I've been trying to make to you for years. You've always said that everyone that listens to Frequency Cast must be some sort of technology nerd. And I've said, no, this can't possibly be true. We've got a special one here from a guy called Paul Samuels. And what a wonderful guy he must be. Because it says he normally listens to it either on his Facebook application, otherwise he listens on his iPod whilst training. You see, stud muffin. Told you. (laughs) Message about DAB. DAB is rubbish. Rubbish stations and the signal is star, 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 star. Internet radio will take over. That one's from Ash in Stoke-on-Trent, listening on an iPhone. And this one from Feek, in the car, hands-free, in Essex. Great. And a message from Eddie in Cannock, I believe that is, in Staffordshire, listening from his bedroom. He cannot hear us. And one reads here, Hey, Carl and Pete, wonder if you can give me some info. I've just ordered Virgin Media and are Sky and Virgin still in talks over basic channels. Regards, Mark. Well, as far as we know, Virgin and Sky haven't resolved their differences, so no sign of Sky 1 on Virgin just yet. Lovely. Well, thanks to everyone for getting in touch. Good to know you're out there. Keep listening. And a special mention for Ben Hugh. Right, so let's have a look at your questions. We've got a message here from Mick Mathers. He has a Virgin Media V Plus box and has discovered the USB and RJ45 connectors on it. He wants to use either of these to connect to a wireless network. He adds that he likes the show, but apparently it's a bit cheesy. But in a reasonably good way. What the heck does that mean? Well, thanks a bunch, Mick. Anyone else think we're cheesy? Should we be offended? Anyway, regarding the VBOX question, as far as we can tell, the USB and Ethernet are for future use. We've checked the forums and we can't find anyone out there that's managed to extract or stream video straight from their VBOX in the way you've suggested. 
One option for Mick to check out is the Neuros OSD, which we discussed earlier. This should let him extract video from his VBOX, digitise it and share it on his network. And following on from the last show, Stephen Wilton says, I remember 1988. We had four channels, no 24 hours. I got my first CD player around then, which is twice as big as a CD player is nowadays. No speed cameras and still playing with my ZX Spectrum. Cheers, Steve. Next, we had an email from Gavin Jackson. He's got a cheapo SageM Freeview box, and every so often it loses ITV's 1 to 4 and the channel 4 and 5 channels. Normally this happens in the morning. We've also had a similar query to the podline. Darren New, Penzance. I've got a Thompson DTR, and um, I'm unable to get ITV Channel 4, ITV 2, ITV 3, or ITV 4. They've just disappeared, and I've got a booster. Can you help with us, please? Cheers. Thanks, guys. Well, this is a good opportunity for us to plug Show 14, where we discussed Freeview problems in more depth. It sounds like you're both not getting enough signal to pull in those ITV channels. First, use a postcode checker to see if you're meant to get a Freeview signal. Then, make sure your aerial is suitable and undamaged. Then, start looking at your internal cables. Remove any cheap cables, don't have any unnecessarily long cable runs, and if you're splitting off your aerial to other TV sets, consider a booster. The help in Show 14 and on our Freeview advice page should take you through these steps. And now a question from a young lady called Jean Marshall. I've recently had installed in my classroom a state-of-the-art all-dancing or singing smartboard. It's great for viewing DVDs because I can capture stills from them and insert them into my coursework. However, a lot of my resources are still in video format. Is it possible for me to play the VCR through my laptop so the image is still displayed on the smartboard? Hi, Gene. Bet you've never heard that before. Assuming your smartboard just displays the output of your laptop screen, then what you need is something to let you watch your video on your laptop. For that, you'll need a USB TV receiver. We discussed these back in show 18. Don't go for a digital one, as they can't cope with a VCR's input. Look for a hybrid such as the Hophog HVR900. Connect from your video's aerial output into the USB stick aerial input, and after you've installed the software, you should be able to watch video on your laptop. You could also use this stick to archive your video into a digital format for safekeeping. See our show notes for links to the HVR900. Alan Hart wanted to know which Freeview hard disk recorders have series link features. TiVo had Season Pass, and Sky has Series Link, but which Freeview PVRs have it? Hi Alan. Yes, Series Link's great, and saves you having to remember to set up your machine to record each episode of your favourite TV shows. We found a few Freeview options for you. There's the Sony HXD 860, which has a DVD, the Humax PVR 9200, then there's the Top Up TV Anytime Box, which isn't one of our favourites. We'd also strongly recommend taking a look at the BT Vision V-Box, which does have a decent series link, and of course this rather nice PVR is free if you happen to get your broadband from BT. Links to all of these on our show notes. Alan's also looking for a decent home server, with a web server that can run Linux apps such as a mail server, and also must have RAID mirroring and user-swappable disks. Anyone out there have any recommendations? Please drop us a text. Next, Jeffrey Miller says... I've taken the plunge and installed a Freeview aerial and box to drive our TV in the living room. How can I get the signal to the TV in the kitchen? I really don't want to run cables through the house. Hmm, one option is an AV sender. This will send the output of a set-top box wirelessly to another TV's SCART socket. The downside here is you can only watch what the set-top box is tuned into. If you happen to be really, really close to your digital TV transmitter, a decent set-top box aerial might just be good enough to get Freeview on your other telly. 
Otherwise, I'm afraid there's no magic wireless aerial socket extender out there, so you'll have to resort to running a cable. Now, here's a frustrated call from Dundee. Yeah, this is Alan Burrell from Dundee in uh, Scotland, right? Listen, uh, the thing is, digital uh, TV or free view cannot reach us properly in Dundee because the thing is, we've got too many hills around here and some of us are actually boxed in areas, right? Somebody's going to have to do something because Dundee is not just like the ordinary towns outside of Glasgow, Edinburgh or England or Wales or Ireland, right? We have got hills, hills and that. I live about 11 kilometres away from one uh, transmitter called Angus Wright. I can't even pick it up. Yes, we get lots of calls from people struggling to get a decent Freeview signal. At the start of 2008, only 75% of the UK can actually get Freeview. But this will increase as we get closer to the digital switchover and more transmitters are updated. You might want to take a listen to our digital switchover podcast, which is available from switchhelp.co.uk for more on this. If you can't get Freeview and you don't want to wait for your transmitter to be updated, there's also the satellite TV option. Sky's Pay Once, Watch Forever option is available for a one-off payment of £75 and no subscription. There's also the BBC ITV Freesat service just round the corner. Sue Perman asks, Can you explain HDMI formats? Which cables should I use? And are the more expensive cables any better than the cheaper alternatives? Hi Sue, the high-definition HDMI output supports three different formats, RGB and two versions of YCBCR. Many people out there opt for setting up their HD equipment to RGB, but if you have some other settings, well, why not try them out and see which gives you the best picture? As for cables, yes, there are some seriously overpriced ones out there, and many of these are indeed overkill. More expensive doesn't necessarily mean better. Here's some general advice. First off, don't go for the cheapest – Cheap, thin cables should be avoided. Secondly, look for Category 2 HDMI cables. This means that they're certified for top speeds of 340MHz, which is needed for the higher resolution 1080p. Next, try to make sure that your cable lengths are as short as possible, as longer cables are more likely to pick up interference. Also, look for cables with gold-plated ends. And if you do happen to need a long cable run, or there's lots of mains cabling close to your wiring, look for thick cable that can screen out interference. Well, that's it for interaction and for this frequency cast. Please get in touch with your comments on today's show, or if you have any questions you'd like us to answer in the next show. You can email us via our website. Leave a voicemail on 0208 133 4567. And now you can also text us on our new text number. 07882043521. Text messages are charged at your standard rate. In fact, why don't you put us in your phone book right now and we'll become one of your friends. Put us under important contacts or best friends. Remember also to check out the show notes for this show, Show 24, for links to everything we've discussed today. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button or sign up to our newsletter so we can tell you when our next shows are available. Our website address is www.freefrontycast.co.uk And please spread the word. Catch you on the next show. Frequency Cast. Shut down in progress. Well, that's all for this show. Keep the feedback coming and make sure you visit our website for details of what we discussed in today's tantalising take on technology. Point your browser at www.frequencycast.co.uk Frequency Cast. Shut down completely.